It's another edition of Baseball and Beyond presented by Masses Restaurants in St. Louis. Five locations. We'll talk about Masses in a moment, but boy, am I, I'm just excited that Tom Green is on the other line, and we're going to talk to Tom Green, who's in St. Louis, for some comedy shows. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you? Great to be on the show. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm a big fan. And do you know that we both started our careers the same way? Now, yours has gone a lot better. I started with a public access show out of my parents' house, living room. Oh, really? I did. I absolutely did. You did, you did too, evidently, huh? So you did a public access show in your parents' house? So you walked in the house, you opened the door, and there was the set. So basically there was a wall, and my, my father was a pretty good artist. He, he put, like, this mural up. And uh, you literally, you know, Christmas we'd have people over and they'd have to walk through the set. It was uh, so. Where was yours? That's amazing. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't actually have the set at my parents' house. It was at the station, the public access station. But then I would barge into their house with a video camera <laughs> and uh, and make their house part of the show. So yeah, very similar. Absolutely. Now your your poor parents. So I'll ask about them in a little bit. But so what, when did you uh, you know you're from Canada? So what made you think, because like, I have my story, and everyone could hear it whenever, so I have you on the line. Mine was just, hey, I want to be on TV. I'm 16 years old. I want to do a sports show. What was, uh, what was the impetus for you? Well, I was uh, a huge fan of David Letterman, and I also was a goofy kid at school, always goofing around, and I started doing stand-up comedy, and uh, I just, I really loved... Uh, you know, getting those laughs on stage. I was doing stand-up comedy when I was a teenager, and uh, I just wanted to pursue that. So I just kind of uh, started, I went to school for broadcasting, started the show, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> did your broadcast teachers know what you were going to be doing? I mean, they probably thought you'd be some new. Did you tell them, listen, I want to do straight news. I want to be broadcasting fires and deaths, right? I could see that being what you told them. Yeah, well, it was, it was in my first year of college. I actually started the Tom Green show on the public access station. So after school, I'd go over to the uh, the station and we'd do this show. And so they kind of saw what I was doing. And uh, you know, obviously, it was uh, the show was pretty ridiculous. You know, we were doing a lot of really outrageous things, and I don't think people at first really could see that it was going to end up picked up by MTV and and changing my life and moving me to, and I've been living in Los Angeles now for 17 years, uh, working in uh, this uh, amazing and crazy business called Show, and uh, I'm having fun. No, so all right, I tried to get picked up by MTV and nothing happened. How does how does one go from public access to MTV? Like how did? And I've tried to read about this and I've just never seen like the story. Like, do they approach you? You approach them? How does that work? Well, I, uh, you know, I was, first of all, you know, we, we created something that was completely different than anything that was on TV at the time, and uh, it really did stand out. So the show kind of started to gain a following on its own. We had a bit of a, a cult following of viewers watching MTV, and, uh, you know, we... Um, you know, we're, we we got their attention. You know, I, I think it was a, it was an interesting time. You know, where TV was changing. Uh, it was reality TV was just starting. There was no internet yet, so it wasn't like it is today, where you can go on YouTube and see millions of outrageous, crazy homemade videos. So 
you know, this was uh, something new and different. And, uh, you know, I think there's a certain amount of luck involved, too, you know. So uh, we, we, uh, we, we got lucky, and somebody watched the tapes and decided to put us on the air. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I just went back to YouTube and started watching some of them, and I'm, I can't stop singing the theme song today. Uh, so I'll, I'll put that in here, and you'll hear. This is the Tom Green Show. Yes. How long? Did, <laughs> how long did it take to write that? <laughs> uh, about thirty seconds. Uh, you know, I uh, I always liked making music, so I had a recording studio in my house, and I uh, I made uh, I made that theme song, and uh, it's it's uh, it was it remained the theme song for many many years of the show. Yeah. Tom is in St. Louis. He'll be at the Helium Club, uh, Comedy Club at the Galleria. They've uh, been bringing in a lot of artists here uh, tonight at 8 p.m. Friday. Two shows, 7.30 and 10, also on Saturday. So did you, st- I don't remember, did you stick with stand-up as you started doing your MTV stuff, or did you kind of put that back, or how, how did that go, and now, we're, now you're back doing it? So, uh, you know, did you keep honing your skill with that, or did you say, you know what, I'm a prankster. I'm a better uh, TV prankster than comedian. Uh, you know, I, I just, I... I kind of stopped doing stand-up for a while when I was creating the show um, and just sort of focused on that for many years. And, um, and that, that's, that's kind of what happened. You know, but, uh, um, you know, it, it, uh, it, I, I'm glad that I've, I've begun doing it again. It's been an incredible uh, thing. I've been basically traveling around the world for the last 10 years and, uh, and uh you know, performing all over the country, all over the world. Been to every, pretty much every city in the U.S. now doing stand-up, and uh, it's been awesome. Well, I'm sorry you're stuck in St. Louis for the weekend. Uh, what do you no, it's great to be here. I love, <laughs> I love being in St. Louis, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm looking forward to the shows. So, and I remember, I don't remember a lot of skits from the show, and I did watch this thing, but I totally remember, I mean, when, when I remember, thought, saw that you were coming, I, the first thing I thought of was Undercutters. Undercutters Pizza. I thought it was Undercutters a, Pizza, yeah. Uh, Undercutters. Yeah. And you almost thought, got beaten up by a hammer. So I guess that was what I was going to ask is how, how how many times did you really fear for your life? And you can talk about Undercutters. Like I said, one of, that's my favorite. Basically the skit is, and people can go to YouTube and see it, you would follow a pizza delivery guy and say, listen, no, I have a cheaper pizza and I have all the toppings here. And, and you get to a house and they just they wanted you to leave. They had their pizza. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like that was like the one of the first videos we shot in the United States of America. You know, before that, I was shooting in Canada, and I don't think I realized that you know people are a little bit more polite in Canada. As a Canadian, I didn't know that because I thought that they were getting pretty mad at me already in Canada, but they weren't pulling out hammers and trying to kill me. So, so as soon as we got, as soon as that happened, I kind of realized, wow, this is. It's pretty crazy, you know, and uh, fortunately we got it all on tape. But I was never really afraid of actually getting hurt because I'm a really fast runner. Uh, I got good at running very fast uh, at an early age because I was, you know, often trying to escape people uh, who wanted to beat me up, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's been helpful. Yeah, I, I, you, people should check out that skit. And I guess the camera guy was more in trouble than you. You just kept saying, come on, turn around, turn, turn around, let's go. Yeah, the, well, our camera guy was a new camera guy from MTV, and he just didn't know that, you know, you were supposed to run. You know, he just <laughs> thought, oh, I'll just keep filming this. I don't think he realized that he was actually the primary target of the hammer, you know. So, but uh, fortunately, we, uh, we got some good footage there. And, um, and the guy who got mad at us uh, ended up having a laugh about it later. 
um, and uh, let us use the footage and everything. So, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely been interesting. You know, there's I just relaunched TomGreen.com, my website. So uh, it's now relaunched for mobile phones. So you can go watch on your cell phone and uh, and see so many of the old sketches on the site. Yeah, and you know, you guys were before YouTube. I don't, I don't think people realize how YouTube wasn't around. I, I think it's crazy. YouTube was not around during nine eleven. Uh, Facebook wasn't around. Like your your time was kind of a different time. And we're, we're I know I'm a little younger than you, but it was such a different time. But I I did read, and I don't know. Maybe you're proud of this. Maybe you're not. If I if this was my show, I'd be proud of this. TV Guide ranked it according to Wikipedia, forty worst all time TV show, and I I would take that as a as a, a badge of of honor myself. How do you? How do yeah. You? <laughs> well, that seems like you know odd to me because you know at the end of the day, Newsweek called it revolutionary, and Rolling Stone put it on the cover, put me on the cover of Rolling Stone. So you're always going to get some cynical, you know, sarcastic reporter writing anything whenever you do anything. So you can't really let like those kinds of things that get written up, you know, you know, bring you down. Because it really, it's just it's just somebody who's really got nothing better to do at work, you know, trying to be controversial or whatever. But you know, like I've, I've the show has got a worldwide massive following. I'm on a sold out international tour, so I really don't think that you know that that's accurate. You know. Yeah, but I would take it as a badge. Of, you know, that's a, that's a badge of honor in my book, and it should be if it's going to be number forty, I'd be, I'd rather it be number one. Like I said, I think it's, yeah. a, it's a great show, Glenn and Phil. Uh, you know, it's a, it's honestly, it's you're refer, you're referencing an article that just nobody read. You know, it's like it's honestly, it's it's not even relevant. I agree. That's no. the way. That's the way I look at it. I would agree. How are uh, Glenn and Phil again on YouTube? I've, I've totally kind of forgot about. Uh, the torment you did to Glenn, but Glenn would work at the phone company, and he had a real job, and you followed him as he went to his to his phone company job. Just how are uh, how are your buddies Glenn and Phil? Uh, they're great, and Phil is excellent. I just spent you know the last uh, few weeks hanging out in in Ottawa in our hometown with Phil, and uh, and uh, we're still uh, very very good friends, and and uh, we have a lot of fond memories from doing that show together because. Uh, you know, it was fun. It was working with your friends. You know, we were just making it up as we went along, and uh, and uh, you know, here we are, thirty years later, and we're still buddies. So, and then you know, they call Howard Stern the, the king of all media, but then you star in Road Trip. You have a hit single on MTV. I, so, how does I guess Road Trip happens because you're you're Road Trip the movie. Uh, I believe it's your first movie, right? And you're. You're working for MTV, and it's an MTV film. I'm guessing that's the connection. But what's what's it like just being going from public access to being on this multi? That I mean, a, a movie that box office to 120 million, you know, in the box office. It was very exciting. I, I'd never been in a movie really before Road Trip. Uh, did a small part in the movie Superstar uh, with Molly Shannon, but really. Road Trip was the first time I was really in a movie and that I had some lines and some something to do. And and uh, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, it was an incredible experience. You know, I, I, I wasn't really planning to get into acting and films at that time, but uh, I, I've enjoyed it very much. And I continue to do some uh, filmmaking. I actually shot an independent film uh, this year here in, uh, in Missouri, uh, in Cape Girardeau actually, and uh, that's going to be coming out next year. And uh, I have another movie called Iron Sky coming out, so there's lots of fun stuff in the works. Why, why are you in Cape Girardeau? 
I got I gotta ask. Uh, well, the writer and the producers of the movie are from Missouri here, so I was up here filming. Uh, uh, filming up here, yeah. So, welcome to Missouri. What? So when you see Jackass come along, are you flattered, or do you say, "Hey, that that was sort of my thing"? Because um, you you left your show during a, a tough time. You had testicular cancer, which you did an, an amazing show about how you went through that, but. When you look at the jackass guys, you go, hey, good job, the mantle is yours, or were you kind of a little frustrated that, hey, that was sort of my, my deal? You know, I mean, I, I was making movies at the time, so I wasn't too worried about it. I mean, I know the guys from Jackass, so so it's, uh, it's you know, it's there's definitely, uh, you know, a bit of, a bit of, of you know, I did, I did take note that they were doing very similar things to me. I would be lying if I said it didn't. Uh, if it wasn't something I, you know, it, it's not like it was something that I didn't notice. Uh, but uh, you know, I've 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 tried to remain positive, and uh, you know, I did. I was inspired by a lot of people when I was growing up, and so uh, Steve-O, who's a friend of mine, and I've gotten to know over the years, uh, you know, has told me that they were inspired by by my show. So I, I think that's cool. I'm going to chance to talk to Tom Green here, who's in St. Louis. He's performing at the Helium Nightclub, 8 p.m. tonight, Friday and Saturday, two shows, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. You talked about David Letterman just a second ago. and So, uh, you know, I, I just was looking at some of your clips, and I watched, I think it was your first appearance on Letterman. Tell me everything about that day. What was that like to, uh, to show up at the Ed Sullivan Theater and then sit across from him, and uh, he was laughing, and, and just what that meant to you that day? I mean, it's nerve-wracking when you're meeting your idol and especially when you're meeting him on television and especially when it's David Letterman. So I, uh, I was definitely a ball of nerves for sure. I, the show had just gotten picked up by MTV recently, so I wasn't exactly used to being on big network American TV shows. But uh, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Were you nervous? I mean, I'd be nervous as hell. I mean, where, what was it like? Were you butterflies all day? I mean, yeah, you- sure. I think nerves are good though. When you do any kind of performance, it's good to get nervous before. If you don't get nervous before, you're probably not thinking about it enough because you know the possibility of something going horribly wrong is always there. So you should be nervous uh, about that. And uh, if you're not nervous about that, you might you might not be prepared, and you might go in and actually, you know, fall on your face. So uh, I think nerves are good. I get I feel nerves, and you know, it's it's not that you're it's not that you're uh, you know uh, you know unprepared or that you're it, nerves are just healthy excitement. You know, you're it's it's adrenaline. So that adrenaline is energy. So as soon as you learn how to channel that energy into the performance as opposed to let it consume you that's when you can really uh, you know become great as a performer because you're taking all of those nerves and you're putting them back into the performance and it actually you know makes the performance great so you want to be nervous before you go on stage or before you go on a on a tv show for the first time it's a it's a good thing yeah and dave dave doesn't seem to get real close to a lot of people but i was just curious if you got to get to know him on a, on a kind of a different basis. You did host the show, which is, I, you know, he doesn't let a lot of people host that show, but he was out with, uh, I can see if there's either the heart surgery or something else, but uh, did you get to know him, and what was it like just being able to sit behind that desk? Yeah, it was amazing hosting the show. I never really got to know him off camera, but uh, he was, uh, I'm told, a, 
uh, a big fan of mine and uh, certainly was very supportive. He, you know, by no means had to ask me to host his show. He could have asked anybody in the world and they would have said yes. And so the fact that he uh, did reach out and ask me to host a show one night on one of the very few nights he ever did let someone host it uh, is a true honor and uh, something that I'll always uh, remember for sure. Yeah, and I just called you the king of all media a few seconds ago because of the TV, the movie, and then you have a hit, hit song. I mean, what do you think when you're, you're you know, you you put together a couple rap albums, but I, I've read where you re, you talk about Eminem basically quoting you being surreal, and my bum is on your hips, my bum is on your lips, is still said by kids today. I mean, it's said because Eminem said it, but it's only said because you said it first. I mean, that has to be something, right? Yeah, I know it's uh, it's hilarious. It's been it's it, and I'm 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 re- I'm recording more music now and I'm going to be incorporating some music into my live shows and and uh, I I I uh, you know it was a, it was a strange experience when Eminem rapped about about uh, me because uh, you know that that song is played every day all over the world and uh, to this day and so uh, it's it's it's. Uh, it's very cool. It's, it's good to be part of history like that. A couple more minutes with Tom Green. Really appreciate his time. Uh, I've noticed that you and Norm MacDonald have quite a relationship. Is that due to coming up as stand-ups, or is it just kind of the same sense of humor? You guys have both been on each other's podcasts. I think you've been on his a few more. I love Norm. I'm a huge fan. Just uh, tell me a little bit about that relationship with him. I got to know Norm when he came and did my internet shows that I was doing at home out of my house in Los Angeles after the MTV years. And I did a, my own independent podcast and I invited Norm because I'm a huge fan of his. And, uh, and I grew up watching him, uh, do stand up in Canada before he was famous and, uh, was a huge fan of him then. And he would just come do my show all the time. I think he was very, intrigued by the idea that you could just make your own talk show um you know he always you know i think aspired to host a talk show himself and uh, is a huge david letterman fan and now he does do an amazing uh uh talk show and podcast on the internet which uh, which he just interviewed david letterman so it's all gone full circle it is crazy and, and you i just think it's crazy to me that you know, some guys just don't hang on. You, you hear about a show that they've been doing in 1999 and 2000 for MTV, and they're gone. But, man, you've, you've really hung on, and you're still doing your thing. How, how have you done that? I mean, I know it's, it's got to be a lot of perseverance. It's, talent, obviously, is part of it. Uh, but what, what, what do you consider? You know, you were on The Apprentice in, in whatever, 2009, 2010, so people were still wanting to see you do things. What, what do you think that is, and, and how, do you, how do you keep on keeping on? Well, I think it's just that is you have to make the conscious decision to not quit uh, because you will you will go through ups and downs in any business, certainly in show business where where you'll have disappointments and failures and and uh, you know some jerk a TV guide will say that you've made the worst TV show ever made and and uh, you hear that and it rattles around in your head and you think man maybe I should stop doing this and if you let those voices those negative uh you know uh discouraging voices affect you then you quit but if you refuse to you know let other people take away your dreams and you instead power through and keep keep on 
you know, then uh, you just keep getting better at what you do, and eventually you find your way. And, you know, now here I am. I've been in this business now for 30 years. I just turned 46 years old uh, on Sunday, and uh, I am, uh, you know, touring the world, uh, you know, uh, all the time and performing to sold-out shows all around the country. And, uh, you know, that wouldn't be happening if I hadn't decided to keep keep doing it, if I decided to listen to that that jerk from the TV guy that you brought up a minute ago. I, was, I did not mean to bring that up in a negative <laughs> way, Tom. I what was his that. name, anyways? <laughs> what the heck's what the heck's he doing these days? Huh? I really did think maybe knowing how you are, maybe you'd enjoy. That's like a mm. badge of honor. It's not the worst way. writer ever in history. <laughs> huh? <laughs> do you get to talk to President Trump at all? Being a star, uh, of you show? know, I know the president. Uh, I do know the president, um, and I don't. I don't. We don't stay in touch. Um, but, uh, but he did fire me on The Apprentice because I went out drinking with Dennis Rodman. I mean, that's his story right there. Go ahead and get fired, right? I mean, you have to. It's pretty wild knowing the president. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, I hope he, uh, I hope he, uh, does a good job and, uh, doesn't ruin the entire world. That's, that's a very, that's a lovely thought for, uh, for all of mankind. I, now I, I'd like to add. Now you're a very good interviewer. I consider myself a very hackney interview. How was this interview? You've done a million of them today throughout. Were you okay with this? Are we? Do we have yeah. fun? Do we? Was this there is enough? Great. We you had, did a great job. Great interview. Absolutely. You had fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. I had fun, and uh, and I appreciate you having me on the show. I mean, I uh, I do a lot of interviews because I'm performing and promoting my shows everywhere I go so uh so no I appreciate you taking the time to let people know and I am on social media as well so I do a lot of that I'm on Instagram at Tom Green on Instagram and Tom Green Live on Twitter and you can also like me on Facebook so uh I'd ask, like, like to ask all your listeners to do so and uh, and uh, stay in touch with me as I travel around and come see my shows this weekend starting tonight at Helium uh here in St. Louis I love your Canadian accent. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I just spent a month in Canada, so it's possible the accent is in full effect. And by the way, I don't think TV Guide's in, in circulation anymore either, so you got that. You're in circulation and they are not. Yeah, there you go. What, TV Guide's out of business now? Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Tom, I, I really do appreciate your time. And like I said, I, I've watched and uh, enjoyed your stuff, and uh, I think you're a very, a very funny guy. And I hope to get out and see you this weekend. I'm going to try to get over there and... Uh, and just laugh. Let me. And last question: Just what are you doing in your stand-up these days? So, like, what what do people? What can people expect when when Tom Green? Are you doing just straight jokes? You telling stories? How, how do you do? Uh... Yeah, I mean, this show is is not something that is revolving around my past. I'm not on stage telling stories from the Tom Green show or the films. There's a little bit of that, but it's a it's a very uh, uh, you know I'm talking about. You know all sorts of subjects and 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 making fun of the world and making fun of life and myself and interacting with the crowd. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, crowd work and spontaneous energy that I bring into the performance. So if you like stand-up comedy and even if you don't even know anything about me or, or, or seen if you haven't seen any of my shows, uh, you're gonna have a great time if you're a fan of stand-up and uh, and come on out. We're gonna have some fun. 
That's all I had, Tom. Hey, I really, really appreciate it. I, and I, then I thought we were having fun with the TV guy thing. My, I, I hope you had. Oh, I don't even worry about. It. I, I just, I'm just, just, just telling you how I feel. That's all. I, I totally, <laughs> I get it. I, I, but I, like I said, I thought you might find it funny, but maybe not funny. So, I, like I yeah, said, yeah, no, no, I was just giving you an honest, my honest reaction to that. You know, yeah, like, uh, you know, like people that write for these magazines. I mean. You know, they, they've, they've got, a, you know, thousands of articles come out every day. And so you're going to have a lot of people that, you know, write stuff, you know, based on, you know, their own feelings or how they are. You know, my show was obviously a very shocking and controversial show. I mean, so it's not for everybody. So obviously that, you know, middle of the road uh, bore of a writer who wrote that article didn't enjoy the Tom Green show, and you know, I get it. It wasn't supposed to be making everybody happy. You know, those who can't do write for TV Guide. I say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Tom, thanks a lot, and have gr- have a great time in St. Louis. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right, cheers. Tom. Thank you, man. Okay. I really appreciate it. Yeah. See you, buddy. Okay. Bye. That's Tom Green, and I appreciate his time, and I appreciate you going to Mass's restaurants. They're the title sponsor of the show. MassesSTL.com is the website. Check them out for all of your favorite Italian food, steaks, seafood. You've heard me talk about them. Five locations. There's no bologna in the cannelloni. Masses is the title sponsor. Looking for more sponsors. Keep them coming, but this was a fun time to go beyond with Tom Green. That's going to do it for today's Baseball and Beyond. Keep listening for more episodes coming your way. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.